get me. From Studio P, Sausalito, home of the hit, it's time for... Suckatash. The number one comedy podcast about comedy... Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast commentator, Mark Hershon. Yes, it is Mark Hershon. Happy New Year to you. Happy 2013. Happy Epi 45 of Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. Thank you for uh, being with us this last year, if you were. And welcome, if you've never been with us before. Uh, This is the show that plays clips from comedy podcasts around the interwebs. Uh, Some of them from famous people. Some of them from people who are not famous. And some from uh, podcasts that uh, may not be here very long, and some that have been here for a very long time. Speaking of which, in 2012, there were some uh, podcasting milestones. Uh, WTF with Mark Marin, uh, What the Fuck, The Nerdist, and Never Not Funny. All three of those podcasts turned 300. That's right. They had 300, they've had 300 episodes so far. Those that have passed the 100 mark, there's been a number of them. We've played a number of clips here from podcasts that have done that. But uh, some that come to mind, uh, You Made It Weird, Who Charted, Walking the Room, The Long Shot Podcast, and Scarborough Country. They have all played, uh, had over 100 episodes. And most impressively, perhaps, the best show on WFMU reached 500 episodes. Of course, they're also a radio show, so uh, they're a very popular podcast, but they're a radio show, kind of a hybrid. So anyway, 500 episodes is 500 episodes, and that's pretty darn cool. We'll be having a clip from them momentarily. I wanted to do a countdown of the best comedy podcasts of 2012, and of course, I thought of it yesterday. So (laughs) there was really no time to figure out how to do that other than to steal someone else's. So I went up to the AV Club, which is a a spinoff from The Onion, and they have done their top 10 comedy podcasts of 2012. So I, at least for this year, am going to borrow theirs and count down their top 10 comedy podcasts. Most of these are friends of ours. We've played clips from them. There are some new ones, and we will play some clips from them as we do uh, do this countdown. Uh, after that, we've got, um, we've got a new Henderson's Pants ad for you, just in time for the new year. We have our uh, Pod Mafia Irregulars, uh, the folks I didn't get a chance to get to in my Christmas card episode last week. Uh, we'll be playing some clips from them. We've got a couple of newbies, uh, folks we haven't heard from, and of course, our Burst of Durst. So uh, we've got uh, quite a bit of show for you today, and we are going to start with the AV Club's Top 10 Comedy Podcasts of 2012. Uh, The AV Club covers a lot of uh, things about comedy and podcasting, so please uh, do check them out. The the way they got to their top 10 was uh, they have uh, their regular reviewers, and they gave their reviewers, I think it was 50 points. And they could distribute those among five or more podcasts with no one earning more than 15 points or less than one point. Their reviewers voted for nearly 50 different podcasts, which they say provides a snapshot of a thriving, vibrant medium. Uh, There's there's literally thousands of podcasts, so 50 ain't dick, but that's okay. 
they, you know, they go with the most popular a lot of the time. Uh, we here at Sakatash tend to play some new ones and ones you've not heard as much from. So you get a taste uh, from across that broad spectrum or thriving, vibrant medium, as the AV Club points out. So here is, without further ado, the AV Club's Top 10 Comedy Podcasts of 2012. Number 10, Walking the Room with Greg Barrent and Dave Anthony. Number nine, the Pop Culture Happy Hour with Linda Holmes, Trey Graham, Stephen Thompson, and Glenn Weldon. Now, I've not uh, played a clip from this show. It's a it's an NPR show, and again, it's one of those hybrids. It's on the radio, it's on the web, it's blah, 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 whatever, but it is, um, it counts. They do a podcast, so it counts, uh, and clearly, it's very popular with the reviewers on AV Club. Uh, anyway, they are, this is NPR's Entertainment and Pop Culture Roundtable podcast, they feature spirited discussions of movies, books, television, nostalgia, and every time, they say, what's making us happy this week. So here's a clip from the Pop Culture Happy Hour. Uh, here is what is making me happy this week. Uh, Anne Hathaway yeah. <laughs> was at the New York premiere of Les Miserables, and she was wearing a Tom Ford dress, and she was getting out of a limo. And as sometimes happens to women getting out of limos, and there unfortunately are a number of uh, uh, paparazzi incidents and photographer incidents of this kind of thing, had a, the dreaded wardrobe malfunction and essentially uh, because she was going without underwear. Now, the thing you have to understand about this situation is women who go to this kind of premiere and this kind of event wear all kinds of interesting fashion-forward dresses, some of which, quite frankly, are designed to be worn without underwear. Or it is easiest to wear them without underwear right. because otherwise your underwear will A, show, show yeah. or B, make a panty line, which they will also put you in a magazine for. Mm -hmm. So you really kind of can't win with some of these dresses, and it's right. kind of like, we're going to put you in the paper for this, we're going to put you in the paper for this, we're going to put you in the paper. It's not an incredibly... It has a slit up the side, but the dress is not like a... You would never put that dress on unless you kind of wanted everyone to see up your oh, dress. Oh, yeah. This is a look-at-me dress. It is, but it's but not in a... But not in a vulgar... Not oh, in a no, vulgar... No, no. Not as, in a as Tim Gunn would say. Not it's in just... a look-up-my-dress way. Right, right. <laughs> but as it happens, you know, she's getting out of the limo, whatever. They take this. They take this. these shots. And, of course, they sell them because, of course... Because people are gross. I guess. And so she goes on the Today Show. And Matt Lauer, who I normally like, mm -hmm. Matt Lauer decides to really sort of try to get her to talk about this and is kind of pushing for her to talk about this and winds up saying to her, because I guess he thinks it's a less gross way to ask the question, what do you learn from that experience? Right. First of all, my reaction to that is that's just disgusting because you just want to make her talk about it. Yeah. She's what she's supposed to learn. Like keep my legs together. Like what, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. wear more underwear, wear different kinds of dresses. What's she supposed to learn from it? So um, here is a, uh, here's Anne Hathaway responding to Matt Lauer's rather gross question. Well, it was obviously an unfortunate incident. Yeah. Um, I think it kind of made me sad uh, on two accounts. One was that I was very sad that we live in an age when someone takes a picture of another person in a vulnerable moment and rather than delete it and do the decent thing, sells it. And I'm sorry that we live in a culture that commodifies sexuality of unwilling participants, which brings us back to Les Mis, exactly. because that's what my character is. She is someone who is forced to sell sex to benefit her child because she has nothing, and there's no social safety net. And I, yeah, so um, 
So let's talk, so let's get back to Lee. One of the most creative <laughs> turns of a question I have ever heard, and I'm going to take it at that. That's fine. I thought two. There were two things I loved about this. One of which is I think it is absolutely fine for a celebrity to say when I come to a movie premiere, you're welcome to take my picture. You're welcome to photograph me if I make a funny face. That's fine. But if, you know, there's no reason why there's any news value mm -hmm. in, oh, look, we got to see up her dress. That has no value other than to humiliate her. Yeah. And I don't have any problem at all with a celebrity saying, you know what? I just think it's gross. She didn't say I'm going to sue you. She mm -hmm. didn't say yeah. you can't. She just said it's sad. It's gross. And I think it's sad and gross, too. And I was glad she said that. And I was really glad and impressed by the way that she directed this right back to the movie, <laughs> which is the jujitsu of the really good interview. Subject, the interview turn yeah. is the sort of like, because at the same time, first of all, it tries to actually direct the interview back to the movie, but it also reminds people that the interview is supposed to be about the movie. Right. And it has this way of sort of subtly saying, why are we talking about yep. this? Yeah. And I just thought the way she handled it was really really terrific and encouraging and i liked it a lot and it yep. made me happy because i have absolutely no beef with people saying yeah you know what taking a picture at my dress is gross <laughs> gross so that's the pop culture happy hour and you can find more at their tumblr page at popculturehappyhour.wordpress.com also find them on the npr site itunes podmass at the av club that's where they uh like to collect their favorite uh, podcasts for you. That's Podmass at the AV Club. And also Stitcher Smart Radio, where you can find Succotash as well. In fact, this last week, we made it back up into the uh, 100 most shared podcasts in the comedy. Not even comedy, across the board. So uh, hooray for us. Uh, let's get back to the countdown from the AV Club's top 10 comedy podcasts of 2012. That was number nine. At number eight is The Nerdist. That's right, The Nerdist with Chris Hardwick, Jonah Ray, Matt Myra. They've done 300 episodes. Here is a clip from The Nerdist uh, for, from their 300th episode with guest Thomas Lennon, who was the guest for their very first episode of The Nerdist, 300 episodes ago. And uh, for my money, Tom Lennon is one of the best guests in podcasting. Now, he's been very busy. He's a screenwriter. He just uh, directed his first movie. And uh, you may know him as uh, uh, Dangle from Reno 911. And uh, also he was in the, the very popular group, The State. But uh, Thomas Lennon is a very funny guest. And uh, in here, uh, <laughs> in this clip, he, uh, he plays a little, um, I guess, a musical tribute to them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, here is a clip from the Nerdist 300 episode. On February 2nd? Yeah. Was it 2010? We came over here on Super Bowl Sunday, Tom Lennon's house, the very first episode of the Nerdist Podcast that we ever did. So for, for the old 300th, we said, let's go back to Tom Lennon's place for the 300th episode. Turns out he was in town and willing to do it. And here we are. And also Senior Apolito's back. New theme song.
Thanks, Senior Abelie. And then he goes back. Look, he scurries right back into his spot. There he goes. <laughs> I'm surprised you've managed to keep him in the walls for three years. You know what it is? He's it's got that little hole right there. I'm There's doing. I've convinced him that like I'm like a Rajah Ghoul to him. <laughs> and I'm, uh, he, but I'm not really teaching him anything useful. I'm mostly teaching him Casio. Yeah. Mm. You know how you're supposed to become an idea? The lead. The lead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He's be, he's become an idea of of that. You're you're, you're you're part of the League of Cassios. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Thomas Lennon serenading uh, the boys from uh, Nerdist as Senor Abolito. <laughs> and uh, you can hear that episode and 299 others at Nerdist.com, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, they also have their own uh, YouTube page. So look out for the Nerdist. They have a show coming up on the BBC as well, BBC America. So watch out for that in this coming year. Uh, they are all over the place. Uh, they have uh, done an amazing, amazing deal since uh, they started uh, with a simple, humble podcast. So kudos to Chris Hardwick and his fellows there. Back to the countdown from AV Club's Top 10 Comedy Podcasts of 2012. Number seven, Doug Loves Movies with Doug Benson. Number six, the Pod F. Tomcast with Paul F. Tompkins, also one of the hardest working guests in podcasting today. You can hear him all over the place. Number five was a tie between Sklarborough Country with the uh, the twins, Randy and Jason Sklar. They also have their spinoff show uh, uh, called Sklarborough County, which is a shorter show that appears in between the, uh, the regular episodes of Sklarborough Country. And tied for number five, uh, I mentioned this earlier, the best show on WFMU with host Tom Sharpling. Uh, this is again, a hybrid. It's a radio show. It's a podcast. So uh, they get, to, they get a little extra mileage, a little extra bang for their buck, but kudos to them. They tied for fifth in, in, uh, this year's AV club's top 10 comedy podcasts. If you haven't heard, uh, the best show on WFMU, they touted as a combination of music, call in and comedy radio show hosted by Sharpling on New Jersey based radio station, WFMU. The show's slogan is three hours of mirth, music, and mayhem. Now, the first show, the first of the best show, aired on October 10th, 2000. So, uh, they, as I said earlier, they have had over 500 episodes. So, uh, congratulations to them. We have not played a clip from the best show on WFMU. So, uh, for the Succotash listener, here's a taste. We're going to hang out on Thursday, right? I, I hope so. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. It'll work. I do. I believe I have to do morning radio. Uh huh. Early, like seven thirty. Okay. So I'll go in and do like, hey, what's up, fellas? Yeah. And then you and I will, we'll, we'll discuss that for two hours. Yes, we'll dial the energy down on, on the morning <laughs> thing. And it's like those guys. It's like, it, it, there should be like one moment where one of them says, like you know. None of us are funny, right? Like we're starting to realize this. Like, like no, it's, it's, it's all momentum, you know. It's like the standard structure. You got the main guy, you got the laughing guy, and then you've got the shocked and confused woman. That's that's the standard formula. Yeah. Oh, so you guys. Oh, yeah, you oh, guys. That was, that yeah. Was, yeah. Stop it! But it's that, Stop it! 
But I, I was talking about this on the radio last week. These show like that, like TMZ, like that bullpen in TMZ. It's this thing where they've all signed some pact where we're all going to say that we're all funny and we're all going to laugh at what everybody else says and it just becomes this self-fulfilling thing. It's like, no, we are funny. Everyone's laughing. That means we're funny. It's like, no, but it's just a deal you're making. You're all pretending you're all funny, but then it becomes real. They're that conscious. I don't think they're that conscious of it. I think a, a frequency just picks up momentum and, and their, their mouths are just blathering. And all they know is that they can't stop doing it. And if they laugh occasionally, that stops them from talking. It's almost a way that they take a break. From, from just being bad from talking, people. From saying things that aren't funny, they intersperse laughter with that to, so they can, get, you know, can you know, maintain the frequency and get to the next unfunny thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they leave there. They do leave there thinking like, you know, yeah, I got some good ones in uh, today. I had the whole I had the whole room cracking up when I made you that so? when I made that George Clooney joke. <laughs> you know, and but then but then the, like they must go to places where it's other people and try these things and, and no one's laughing. We just like, eh, these guys don't get it. Really? I think they just go home to an empty place inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I think I think they think they're they're there. They think they've made it. Like I think you're probably right. I, yeah, you know, I've met uh, some radio people whose you know whose ego is about as big as the region they entertain. Yeah, and and they they just have no idea that it's like, oh no, there's really funny people out there, guys. This is it's yeah, like sometimes it's, you can you can get into a bit of a fight with them when you're a comic. You never know what sort of territorial dispute you're going to walk into. You don't know. that I've, I've done a couple of morning shows. And, look, I have a great deal of respect for, for morning shows because, you know, it's a tough gig. And, uh, you know, to, to keep it alive and moving is not an easy task. But some of these guys, you know, you, you clearly feel back in the day before comics started showing up, you know, half asleep and not putting any effort in at all. And some of these guys have gotten a bit sort of like, yeah, we don't really do comics anymore. They're all tired and they don't talk. But... But there was a time where you'd walk in and you clearly felt like, oh, so this is the funny guy. Yeah. Well, you got funny guy. And you're like, yeah. oh, really? It's it's six in the morning and yeah. you're going to call me out. I'm I'm being called to the to the mat here. Yeah. But nobody yeah. nobody could no humor could translate then. Like nothing could be like this guy is funny. Like no, you can turn on the juice. Oh, I I I disagree a little there. I think that. Like if you nail it and you're all jacked up and you you get to that same frequency they're at and you and you score a couple of hits, there's there's going to be people driving to work that realize, oh my God, something really funny just happened. What's that guy's name? There you go. A taste of the best show on WFMU with Tom Sharpling. You can find that at wfmu.org. Uh, if you're in New Jersey, I guess you can hear it on your radio. It's also on iTunes. It's in AV Club's Podmast, and they're also on Stitcher Smart Radio. Getting back to the countdown from AV Club's top 10 comedy podcasts of 2012. Number four, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Number three is a show called Savage Love with Don Savage. Now, uh, I'm not going to play a clip from this show. Uh, we've never played one 
before on Suckatash, and quite frankly, after listening to several episodes, it's not a comedy podcast. Uh, it's a very good podcast, by the way. Uh, Dan Savage is a great host, but this is um, he's he's a sex advice columnist uh, in a, a paper called um, The Stranger. It's a free weekly paper up in Seattle. He's been uh, doing it since 1991. And uh, the show is actually, uh, it's really all about sex advice more than anything. A lot of callers, a lot of advice dispensed by Dan Savage. And a lot of it's quite serious. Uh, He does have a little bit of a humorous bent and tries to take a lighter tone with things. But this, for my money, is not in any way, shape, or form a comedy podcast. And yet... uh, the, the good folks over at the AV Club have put it number three. Their reviewers put it number three on their uh, top ten comedy podcasts of 2012. Uh, I, I will not deign to, uh, to play a clip from it because I, I couldn't find one. I, I listened to two episodes all the way through and could not find a three- to five-minute clip that I could say, that's, that's comedy podcasting for you. Uh, but I would encourage you to go listen to it uh, to hear some decent stuff. They, for instance, they, uh, they first of all, they don't show up on Stitcher's comedy podcast lineup at all in the top 100, leading me to believe that they don't think of themselves as a comedy podcast. They are, however, at the top of the heap when it comes to the lifestyle and health top 100 on Stitcher. They're right there at number one, and deservedly so. So please check out Savage Love with Dan Savage at thestranger.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. Concluding our countdown, borrowed from the AV Club's countdown of the top 10 comedy podcasts of 2012, number two, Comedy Bang Bang with Scott Aukerman, and in the number one spot, WTF What the Fuck with Mark Marin. And uh, congratulations to Mark. Uh, he's uh, been at the top of a lot of uh, top 10 lists, and uh, he's got a, a very good show. Looking forward to his TV show coming out on a- IFC, I think, this summer. And uh, we've played plenty of clips from uh, from Mark, so we're not going to do that today because we've got a lot of other things to get to. But, I, you know, I do like the idea of doing the countdown thing, so I think starting next episode, I will start sharing the most recent top 10 comedy podcasts off of the Stitcher smart radio list because they have one that kind of perpetuates every every week. Now, I've been told uh, by people at Stitcher there hasn't been a whole lot of movement, uh, quote, unquote, in their top 20 shows. So maybe if we start talking up that list a bit, we can start shuffling the order. You guys can start really listening to the shows uh, that, that you like and start um, telling people about it. And maybe we can get some movement in that top 20 over at uh, Stitcher Smart Radio's comedy podcast list. All right, before we get to uh, more clips, let's hear from our friends at Henderson's Pants. Take it away, Bill Haywatt. Hello, friends, and Happy New Year from Henderson's Pants. As you set out with a freshly minted batch of resolutions for the new year, bound and determined to make at least some of them stick, be sure that one of those vows is to get yourself a pair of Old Lang Slacks from Henderson's. Crafted from recycled calendar pages from last year, Old Lang Slacks are then reinforced with the resolve of those who failed to follow through on their plans to better themselves. Double-stitched with the pain of failure, these pants are designed to stay with you throughout the coming year while keeping you on track when it comes to fulfilling those oh-so-important obligations to yourself. 
here's the secret. Thanks to microchip technology, your old Lang slacks are fully wired and ready for you to program in up to one dozen New Year's resolutions or 18 heartfelt promises not to let others down. Each time the pants sense that you're straying off that old resolution path, you'll get a jolt in your nether region that'll make you wish you hadn't slipped into that pair of the most comfortable pants you've ever owned. But too late now. Another vital feature of Henderson's Old Lang Slacks is the accountability time lock zipper and clasp. These pants won't come off until your resolutions are complete. Originally designed for parole violators, deadbeat dads, and political candidates, Henderson's Old Lang Slacks are available to ring in the new year at a church, synagogue, or mosque near you. That's Henderson's, makers of fine hair shirts and Iron Maidens since 1206 AD. And now, back to Sagatash. I would like to take this opportunity to thank Henderson's Pants for their sponsorship this past year, and we look forward to uh, a continuing relationship with them in the years to come. Last episode, I presented what was essentially our Succotash Christmas card to the Pod Mafia, a collection of podcasts that we're in constant contact with, that we have become friends with the hosts of, and who have become big supporters of this show. I ran out of time to pass that card around to a group of podcasts I will refer to as the Pod Mafia Irregulars, so I want to pay homage to them now by playing clips from some shows that are also good friends, big supporters, and really working to sound good. First out of the bag, the Brit and the American, namely Alba Lewis and Tom Moore. Now, they have translocated to Peru for the next six months, but they continue to pump out the podcasts on a regular basis. Here's a taste from a recent episode. I believe it was pre-Peru. Okay, one of the most craziest things I heard last year, looking back to 2012, was when women vote, it depends on their ovulation cycle. (laughs) And when they're single and ovulating, they pick the sexiest man. And that's an article from CNN. 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 Well... What do you think about that? Well, I think that the American elections, they were totally shit out of luck, I hope... They listened to some other countries that had a sexy man instead of the two dweeb, moron dickheads that we had. Well, it's perfectly obvious. Wouldn't you just provide free chocolate as yeah. one of the candidates? I would. Actually, you know what? You could get... I could get elected president in four years because that's what I would do. Free chocolate for women. Yeah, free chocolate <laughs> for women. <laughs> I hope we're not that fickle, but part of me thinks that might be a really good thing. I would. I'd be like free, free chocolate for the bimbalinas, and um, I, I stand for nothing, and I'm a scumbag, and I would just tell the truth, and I would get elected president. But I could get elected president just by saying I'm a total dirtbag. I don't believe in anything, and I'm gonna steal as much money as possible. I'd be the only honest candidate out there. Right. You can get more Brit and the American fresh from the BritandTheAmerican.com. There are hyphens between all those words. iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere fine podcasts are sold for free. Now, you can hear Succotash rebroadcast on the Clutch and Wiggle radio network, uh, which is uh, the CWR radio, CWE radio.com. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, but they also have their own podcast, The Clutch and Wiggle Experience with Clutch and Wiggle, also known as Rob and Craig, along with 
K-Love. Now, uh, here's how they tout themselves. Your live internet radio hosts take you on a verbal whirlwind as they spin, annihilate, and humiliate everything and anything in the world today. Straight from the basement on a real air hockey table, they bring comedy and justice, in quotes, the way no one else sees the world. So here's a, here's a taste of Clutch and Wiggle. So you're telling me you don't like to hear Christmas songs on the radio, like on Light FM. You know what? I fucking hate Christmas music. I really do. Why? I just, because I can't. It's Christmas music. I don't like it. It's just, it, it, it does nothing for, it's like country music. I just don't like it. I can't explain why. It just. What happens if you hear a country star singing Christmas music? Dude, you have no idea. You don't even want to know. <laughs> You don't want to know. Windows get broken when that happens. Are you shitting me, really? No, it's not that bad. I, I just, I don't like Christmas music. You know, only because I, I feel like it's it's a, a, a passive way of cramming Christmas down someone's throat. That That's really how I feel about it. It gets you in the Christmas spirit to be with family and eat fucking shit ton of food. Christmas like I, spirit. Yeah. Look, look at me. <laughs> and for a moment... Yes. Do you have any idea <laughs> if, if there is any sense of Christmas What is Christmas spirit? Tell what? me what the fuck Christmas spirit is. Anti-you. <laughs> All right, let's say I wasn't involved in the equation. What the fuck is Christmas spirit? Are you playing this up for you being real? Both. <laughs> what is Christmas spirit? Um... I'm putting an elf on the shelf, so uh, you can so it's you know to continue that. Oh, st- yeah, so so that the news can fuck it all up and say now, parents, the elf really doesn't move itself. You move the elf after your kid goes to bed. Meanwhile, kids are sitting in front of the TV and going, "The fuck?" <laughs> they might be. <clears throat> I, I I still laugh how how the news fucked that up so bad, and and people don't realize like. Oh, fuck, I got to move that thing every night? I thought, like, it was a magic elf, you know? Like, there's, like, a midget in there or something. <laughs> a midget? Yeah, elves. Know, like, some pulleys and shit where he, like, he moves the elf around and he goes from shelf to shelf. Like, motherfucker, I got I to gotta do shit? Fuck that. You can catch the Clutch and Wiggle experience live every Thursday at 7 p.m. East Coast time on CWERadio.com or in podcast form thereafter. You can also snag the podcast from iTunes, YouTube, or Stitcher Smart Radio, same as us. Next up uh, is the Random Variety Show podcast. Charlie Miller is a good friend of Succotash, and although we've recently played a clip from his Random Variety Show, we'd be remiss if we didn't include him in this belated Christmas card to the Pod Mafia Irregulars. Here is Groucho Marx, who handles all the heavy lifting when it comes to interviews on the RVSP, talking to Libby Marie and Licia, from the Two Funny Girls podcast. Uh, are you ladies familiar with the uh, Barnard Pavot questions? Yeah. Slightly. Slightly. Well, for our listeners that might not be familiar, it started in France by, well, Bernard Pavot. But most of the American listeners are going to be more familiar with it from inside the actor's studio with James Lipton. They're the ten in-depth questions that he asked his guests at the end of every episode, and here comes the first one. Since there's two of you... We're going to start off with Libby answering the question, followed by Leash answering the question. Question number two is going to be answered by Leash, then by Libby. Did I confuse you thoroughly? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> no. All right, Libby, you get to answer this one first. Libby, what is your favorite word? 
Yes. All right. And Leash, what is your favorite word? Uh, I would have to say dog. All right. And Leash, what is your least favorite word? Smell. And Libby, what is your least favorite word? No. All right. Libby, you get to answer this one next. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Just one thing or more than one thing? Well, what turns you on? Now, some people will say uh, looking at artwork. Some people will say listening to uh, flowing water. Hearing inspirational stories. Like, I'm obsessed with the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. Mm. I'm really, in life, I'm not really a corny person, but that's one area where I am. But I'm, I'm very easily motivated when I hear inspirational stories. And Leash, what's you, what's, uh, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, WWE, I answered for her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Libby. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that one. Shameless. <laughs> well, remember, I didn't say physically. It's creatively, spiritually, or emotionally. She went with physically. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> but that's not the question. We've got to get an answer to the question. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to say my answer to that question is uh, humor. Um, just finding the, the humor in life is what inspires me. Um, or maybe just life itself. You know, like I said earlier, the ridiculousness of, of some situations in life, um, that's what inspires me. Nicely put. All right, Leisha, you get to answer this one. What turns you off creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? I would have to say people who take life too seriously. Um, you know, people That who, negativity we were just speaking about. Yeah, yeah the negativity. The, those people who, you know, are so disconnected with life that, that they can't, you know, stop and smell the roses. Catch up with Charlie and Groucho at randomvarietyshow.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Happy New Year to you, Charlie. Uh, Cross-Pacific podcast Toggle the Switch features Susan Weigmans from America and Carl McAteer from Australia. Susan started out as part of the Cudla Army, a total fan of walking the room with Greg Barron and Dave Anthony, and now she finds herself with listeners of her own. Here's a snippet of their show talking about humpy time. <laughs> right after that, we've got a little holiday message that was delayed due to a snag in our tweet sack. So, oh Carl, how did your kids go watching um, Three Amigos? Oh, it's all very inappropriate, Neil. <laughs> they loved it. But they, yeah. they, they were standing in the video shop last week, and I know what he's doing, but no one else does. And he was just standing there thrusting. Just... Oh. <laughs> In the, uh, yeah, he's just standing there. He's got his hands on his hips, and he got the moves a bit. Quick. So he's standing there with a big smile on his face, hands on his hips, and just thrusting backwards and forwards. Yeah. So, so he's just a he's just a chip off the old block. Then. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just he needs to have a sombrero on or something so that people know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, he doesn't even say amigos, right? He, he goes, oh, three amigons. Three amigons. <laughs> amigons. And, oh, Christ. Yeah. So, they loved it, though. But, yeah, you just – its I mean, there's that and there's all Gangnam Style and all this where they're all just 
it looks funny, oh. but then you realise they're all just standing there just gyrating. You know, probably not. Yes. <laughs> Stop that. Stop. That leads, yeah, that leads me into something. My children asked me this week, they wouldn't say the word, but Thomas spelled it out for me and he said, Mommy, what's H-U-M-P-I-N-G mean? <laughs> Humping. And they got a bloody song. Oh, no. Humping. And so I made up a lie and I said, it's when... <laughs> It's when you've got a, a humpback and you walk with a limp. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, then you're... I don't want them to grow up too fast. <laughs> you're... I've got a different parenting style, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, Carl just tells them what it is. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw it out there. Lockie has a favourite teddy bear. Now, my mum sent this over to him, and um, he he just loves to shag this teddy and, and has... <laughs> Has done for since he's had it, but we we've called it humpy time. So, so it just said he's having humpy time, right? So, yeah. So this is his thing. Now, <laughs> when you put him to bed, now he's got to get in position, and um, we've actually got to say one, two, three, hump. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he goes for it. Uh, now. I, I tell my mum on the phone, I said, oh, yeah, he loves that teddy or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she's thinking, oh, it's nice and cute and whatever. And then you put the, you know, you've got the speakerphone on. It's going, oh, do you love your teddy? He's gone, yeah, hump it. <laughs> <laughs> she's going, what does this even mean? Yeah, what, he does what? I said, he humps it, mum. I said, oh, okay. Don't worry, the doctor said it. He'll grow out of it. <laughs> no, that's, no. You guys don't grow out of that. <laughs> When you're having a fit and you feel that itch, it's okay to toggle the switch. Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening for 2012. Uh, 2013, probably full of more bullshit about uh, masturbating monkeys and so on. Happy Christmas and Happy New Year, Suze. Happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating. I hope you have a great time. And uh, Barry does too. We brought him along. <laughs> Calm down, Barry. We need you for Christmas Day. There's a lot of glaze going on that ham. Okay, well, we just wanted to say uh, happy holidays to all of our listeners and fans. You know, there are hundreds and hundreds of them. Are there? Oh, sure. Oh. Well, in my mind, anyway. Does that count if one person's got ten personalities? That's what I'm counting on. Ah. <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Thanks, Susan and Carl. Happy holidays to you. Uh, toggle your switch by clicking over to TogglethesWitch.com. Also catch them on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. Time now to dip into our tweet sack. We've got uh, actually just some messages in our tweet sack. Uh, our excuse for a mailbag, of course. Uh, from uh, Britain the American. Road washed out, raining in Peru. Trapped with absolute peach, pod cheese, and succotash show. Not all bad. Uh, I'm happy to report they safely made the trip uh, to their destination in Peru. From the DCAM, got the message, So did Succotash Show listen to our latest episode? It was an amazing drunk ramble. I will put uh, a link from the DCAM up on um, our blog for this show. And then we will get to a clip from the DCAM uh, one of these shows soon. From uh, Jagged Podcasts, which is uh, from our friend Gavin, the pissed off man, he has uh, changed gears a little bit and is offering uh, 
three different podcasts under his own sort of uh, umbrella called Jagged Podcasts. So he wanted to let us know that. So you can now follow him, uh, formerly Gavin's Pissed Off, on Twitter. He is now at Jagged Podcasts. From uh, Bonanobo, hi there, Merry Christmas. Is there any chance of a favor from Bill? They're referring to Bill Haywatt. I wondered if he would do a couple of announcements for my show. Does he do that? Typically, Bonanobo, no. Uh, Bill is our man, uh, our booth announcer, and uh, quite frankly, hard to keep sober long enough to even do this show. But uh, you know what? As a special Christmas treat, I have passed along your request, and I think if we can keep Bill upright, he will uh, will get to... um, to do those lines for you. I should know more for you in the coming week. And uh, we will have a clip from you in the uh, coming episode, this episode, pretty soon. We also, on Twitter, heard from Serial Nerd, The D-Head Factor, Rapture Insurance, Thought Hour After Dark, 124th Pro, Clutch 43, Foon Podcast, Don't Quit Your Day Cast, Royal and Doodle, New York City Podfest, The Half Scoop, and pod cheese. So uh, thanks everybody for your shout outs, retweets, and general Twitter love. Uh, finally, apologies to Monica Hamburg. Last episode, I promised we would clip her new show, Dazed and Convicted. But then this crazy New Year's thing happened. So Monica, I'm sorry, but I hereby doubly promise that a clip from your new podcast, uh, again called Dazed and Convicted, will have pole position at the top of the very next episode of Succotash. Honest, 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 honest. Okay, just to break things up a little bit, we got some comedy music from our friends uh, Paul and Storm. Actually, they're not our friends. We've never talked to them, but they let us play their music on our podcasts. Uh, So I'm going to call them friends, but uh, they are funny guys. Paul and Storm, uh, here is their song, Nugget Man. Robert C. Baker died on a Monday. We all know his work. Although few knew his name A Cornell professor Who taught poultry science Forever enshrined In the Poultry Hall of Fame Eighty-four years worth of food innovation Chicken dogs, turkey dogs And turkey ham Beyond them all stands Baker's greatest creation For Baker begat chicken nuggets for man chicken skin for its binding properties.
That is Paul and Storm. If you've not uh, been turned on to them, there is uh, tons more hilarious music and musings available at paulandstorm.com. They also have a podcast called Paul and Storm Talk About Some Stuff for 5 to 10 Minutes on Average. <laughs> you can get that at their website or also on iTunes. Let's get back into the clips. As I said, I will be playing a clip from Bonanobo. Uh, here's a show that's definitely pod mafia worthy. Uh, although still just an irregular because they don't post very often. Not yet. Um, anyway, as I said, uh, I will try and get those lines they wanted Bill Haywatt to do uh, off to our master of the booth and back to them as soon as possible. Uh, in this clip, uh, Bonanobo bring in a very special guest. I'll bring on the guest to our show. Yes, um, you do that. a very special guest. And <laughs> um, um, I won't bother with all the introductions. Okay. Um, so I will just say, it's uh, my phone. Hello, phone. Hello, hello Bon. Hello, Obo. Hi. Nice to meet you both. Thank you. And you too. I have and to say too. that mm -hmm. I am a great fan of your show. Well, oh, oh. thank you very much. That's very kind of you to say. Yes. But I'm sure you <laughs> say that to all the podcasts. Yes. <laughs> um, so what brings you on the show? I know you have had other guests on your show. Mm, yes. And I feel I have been left out. Um, well, yeah, okay. you're, you're, well, you're on the show now, and yes. you're very welcome. Thank yes. you. So, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about why you are so hard on Oboe. Uh, um, well, yes. um, mainly because he deserves it. Uh, and he is your he... friend, is he not? Well, yeah, I mean, but do you really think I'm that hard on him? Yes. yes. Okay, well, maybe I am, uh, but that's only because I want to push him 
into this wonderful well, digital age that we have. You I know, know, but to be involved with it. You yeah. didn't even know what a podcast was until until you know, very recently. No, so no. He's slowly being dragged <laughs> into the 21st century. So yeah. that's why I appear to be hard on well, him. I, I see. don't know whether I really am overly happy with you trying to drag me so much into the 21st century, as right. you call it. Okay. Obo, yes. are you opposed to technology? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not opposed to it, no. Then what's the problem? Uh, it's My just that exactly. I feel that I don't need it as much as other people. Well, that's, that's exactly why I've got you to do this podcast, because right. whether you like it or not, mm. technology is here to stay. Yeah, and OK. It's just my way of gently pushing you to appreciate that. And contrary to your... I'm not your... saying that I don't appreciate it. I'm just saying that I don't need it. Yeah, OK, that's fair enough. But right. what I'm trying to tell you is that contrary to your own belief, mm-hmm. you're the one that makes this podcast. No. Nah. Without you, people don't want to hear it. They, they, nah. they comment on you. The, nah. the, the views and comments that I get regarding this show are about you. Nah. Um, and I know we're only six shows in, but... It's you they want to hear. No, that's so not very much. You're already an integral part of this show and technology. You're, you're starting to become you know, more aware of yeah. it than you realise. Okay. And the other thing is we've got my phone talking to us, and without that sort of technology, he wouldn't even um, be on the show. No, OK, so, he's actually been yes. very quiet. Yeah, Are yeah. you uh, still with us? Yes, <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> I am just listening to you to argue. And finding it very amusing. Ha yeah, ha sorry ha. About that. Yeah. <laughs> so, from what I can work out, you, Bob, mm. are trying to bully Oboe into appreciating the modern world. Maybe. And yes. you, Oboe, are being stubborn. <laughs> I don't think I'm being stubborn. I think I'm just trying to show you why I'm like I am. But I see right. your point. Right. right. Not everyone is as behind the times as you are. Oh, no, no, that's <laughs> not fair. I don't think well, I'm I think it's behind fair. the times. I just. <laughs> I just don't what? feel that I need to be with the times. Does that uh, make so sense? So you are happy to be stuck in the past then? Um, <laughs> I don't think yeah, being think stuck in the past. I just think I'm I'm happy with what I have and what I know and what I've got. <laughs> I see. Mm. Find that show at bonobo.podmatic.com. Also on iTunes. I'm going to spell it for you. B-O-N-N-O-B-O dot podomatic.com. Uh, and so uh, give a look for them. Uh, I now have a few clips that are just comedy podcast clips. Yes, no special attachments, not part of a countdown. They're not in the pod mafia. They're not pod mafia regulars. They're just clips from comedy podcasts. Uh, first up is uh, Epic Rant Radio, Andre and Eric. As part of their show, they have a feature called Rounds, where the two guys, that's Andre and Eric, go at it over certain subjects. In this clip, it's the merits of watching old Sex in the City sh- reruns versus Glee. Me and Christian right now, I think we are about to go bodies. We are heated right now. We had to kind of cool each other off. We had talked about this beforehand, and we said, you know what? This is going to be a round. This is the round to end all rounds. In the left corner, the actually the bottom right-hand corner, if I had video right now, would be Christian Villery <laughs> representing Sex and the City. Are you proud of that? You are representing Sex and the City. I am proud of it. I'm, I'm, I'm damn okay proud of it. Actually, no, I'm, prou- I'm proud for the first three, three and a half seasons of it, then, but after that, not, not so much. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But I've seen all of it, unlike unlike you, who has only seen, what, two minutes? And you're going to jump to conclusions and just make me upset. That is all. 
at the end of this round, we will decide who will be losing their man card. I am throwing down, and I don't care. I'm throwing down for Glee. I, I, don't gu- care. I guarantee your your man card's going to get taken like a cheap trick right now. No. Let's go. All right, fine. Let's. let's oh. you, you can you can bring this up. Let's oh, go. I, I, my argument is clear. I, I watched Sex and the City originally as something that I could watch with uh, someone of the opposite sex, and then we got so far into it, I decided I'm going to keep watching because... I'm I'm just now I'm curious and I've kind of gotten into the characters and everything. I'm a character guy. I, mean, I like the click shows. I like when there is like a group of really close group of like four or five people. That's why I loved Entourage so much. So I just I kind of because I had no more Entourage, I had to watch I had to watch Sex in the City kind of quench that that uh, thirst for a show like that. So and and then I I could justify it to myself as opposition research. What are women thinking about you have, men? The problem is you have to justify it to yourself. Of course, That's... but 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 then I was like, you know what? I I'm into these characters, but if I needed to justify it to someone who was small minded like yourself, I would I would do it in such a way that that I said, oh well, it's opposition research. I want to know exactly what what the ladies of the 21st century are thinking of gentlemen like ourselves. Therefore, I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna take a bullet. I'm real. I'm I'm really I'm sacrificing myself. Because do you have any idea? How badly they portray men in some of those episodes of Sex and the City—it's awful. It's terrible. It's degrading. It's not something you want to watch as a man. But I—I I did it. Okay, I—I I, I survived. All right. I—and I, I'm thankful that I did. I had—I had the je ne sais quoi to go ahead and do that. No, you're—you're you're watching Glee, which is this uh, high school dramatization of a of a freaking just a glorified choir. I, I can't even. I, I, and it's it's. I just it's. I'm I'm taken. I don't know why. I want to get this straight. You are a martyr. You are calling yourself a martyr. Yes. Because you watched. You got how many seasons in a Sex in the City? I got one and a half seasons in a Sex in the City. <sighs> this is hard. And this then, is and really then hard I had, for me. I had, I had also seen other episodes with my mom on TBS. So I was like, no, I've seen too much of this. I just want to go ahead and watch it. I, I, I was just going to get it out of my system. So, that, so I did. But no, what, what, you're actually making a conscious decision. There was, there was no impetus other than the, the, the marketing that went into this show that got you to watch. So I, I just want to make that clear, that there was, there was no clear other outside impetus to get you to watch it. You just saw ads and you're like, oh, I'm going to go watch that. No, I actually have been watching it since the beginning. I've watched, I watched it in the beginning because I thought, eh, it's okay. You know, I got the, you got the music, you got the songs, you got the little, the little relationship thing there going on with what's his face, the football player and the Leah Michelle. That's, that's nice. Okay. All right. And then, and then. You do understand why I win this, correct? Why? Why do you win this? Because you have fully, you had at one point fully invested yourself in Glee, and you had fully invested yourself in Sex and the oh, City. Oh, oh, oh! You take that back. I did not fully <laughs> invest myself in Glee. Did you watch the first no. season? I did watch the first season, but I by no means did full, did I fully invest myself in that. Did show. you watch all of the first season, Chris? I think I may have watched all of the first. I I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> it's funny I don't remember right now. <laughs> I, I, may, I, I watched a fair amount of the first season. 
I did okay. not watch anything past that because I just could not get over how crappy the dialogue was. Did uh, you how, choose how... to watch Glee? I did choose to watch Glee. Okay. And after you were no longer being forced to watch Sex and the City, did you continue to watch Sex and the City? And let's, well... No, I did continue to watch Sex and the City because it had a, it had it. there was a component <laughs> yeah. of... Oh, give me your man card. There, you know? No, no, you hush, you shush, you shush, shush, shush. Wow, man up, boys. <laughs> Sex and the City versus Glee. Oh, how about a little Walking Dead or something like that? Anyway, find more of those guys at EpicRantRadio.com. They're also on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. Our next offering is, uh, actually, you may remember a few episodes ago, I talked about a new sketch group forming up in England called King Meany. Uh, that's M-E-A-N-Y. They were getting ready to start uh, putting some podcasts together, and now they have. They have exactly one episode up, at least when I checked today. Uh, so here is uh, a taste, a sketch called Bookmaking, from the new sketch group out of England called King Meany. Hello, is this the bookmaking factory? Yes, it is. Welcome to the bookmaking factory. Uh, I've written lots of words onto paper, and I'd like you to turn it into a book and then make copies of the book and put it on shelves in shops. That's a brilliant idea. That's what we love doing. What's the book about? It's a story. Brilliant. Yes, I was hoping you'd say something like that. Is it any good? Oh, uh, no. (laughs) Oh, is there a plot? Uh, no. A main character who's interesting and engaging, who people can identify with and relate on in a deep, emotional level? Nope. Oh, dear. Are there any sex scenes? Oh, yeah, loads. Oh, well, that'll do. (laughs) I'll contact the book builders, and they'll start working on building the book for your story to go in. Oh, good. Shall I take a seat? Uh, no. Hello? Is that the book builders? It's me, the bookwoman at the front of the building. I found a book for you to build so that we can put it into bookshops. I know, I'm excited too. If it sells well, we'll make loads of money. I guess that is the downside. If it doesn't sell well, we won't make any money. <laughs> oh well, let's hope. Bye, book builder. So you want to make my writing into a book? Yes. Hooray! <laughs> I thought I was going to have to try harder to persuade you. <laughs> You've obviously never been to the bookmaking factory before. What's the book about? It's about a girl who falls for a man who teaches her about sex, and there's some BDSM, and, well, basically loads of sex. It's sort of aimed more at women. See, I'm a big Twilight fan, so... Oh, dear. I know, sorry, I should have said. But basically, it's kind of like that, but instead of a plot, there's just loads of abusive sex. Have you got a title? Uh, yeah, it's The Sexy Man Who Beats Me Up. I don't think the owners of this bookmaking factory would like us to put that in lots of books. I'll call the book namer. He goes good names. Have a seat if you like. No, I'm fine now. Hello, is this the book namer? Yes, it's me, the bookwoman at the front of the building. We need a name for a book. Any suggestions? Learn German through conquest. No. No. Terminally ill dog? (laughs) That sounds horrible. No. Fifty Shades of Grey. What does that mean? What does that mean? Nothing. Uh, Yeah, let's put that on the cover. Good. This was very different from how I thought this meeting would go. Well, if it worked any other way, how else would books like this ever get made? (laughs) I like it. King Meanie. 
Uh, check them out at kingmeanie.com. They're also on SoundCloud. They have not even made the move to iTunes yet, so uh, very hard to find them unless you go right up to kingmeanie.com, quite frankly. Uh, we're going to close out 2012 in the Year in Comedy podcasting with one of my favorites out of Canada, Illusionoid. Uh, that's right, with Paul Bates, Lee Smart, and the best name for podcasting ever, I maintained Nug Nargang. Uh, this is their holiday offering. It's a little late, but the first time we could get it on called The Christmas Ninjas, and it's so short, I'm going to play the whole thing. And maybe by playing the whole thing, that will get them to let me interview them on Succotash. Hmm? How about it, guys? In the distant future, humanity will be annihilated by its greatest creation, a half-mad, living computer called Illusionoid. Hidden on an abandoned moon post, a lone survivor sends cryptic messages backwards through time, desperate to warn of the deadly danger to come. Will you heed these warnings? Move a little closer to your time radios. That's it. Just like that. Good. For what you're about to hear may change the future and ultimately spare mankind from the monstrous menace of... Illusionoid. And now, tonight's transmission. Celebrating another lonely Christmas with my clone. Yes, very interesting. It's at this time of year that I like to reflect on history's great Christmas stories. One of my favorite stories comes from ancient Japan, circa early 21st century. Anyways, what were we speaking of? We were talking about the ancient Japanese traditions of the early 21st century. Here is a story, a Christmas tale of traditional Japanese origin. Made popular by the Williamson Playboys. That came Yes, it's a Christmas story. Oh, I see. Okay. Unseen and unheard, they creep up the stair. The 
Open there! The Christmas Ninjas. But just as the ninjas go in for the kill, number one Santa Claus appears by the sill. With soot on his suit, he says with a cough, Well done, my ninjas! Now finish them off. Christmas Ninjas. Merry Christmas, clones. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, people of the past. Merry Christmas, past. Merry Christmas, Illusionoids. Merry Christmas, All done. Always an inventive, fun show. That's Illusionoid.com. Find them also on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. We have uh, run out of podcast clips for this show. We've run out of time. We're way over time, I think. But uh, we can't get out of here without playing our Bursto Durst. And we're going to finish up with our ambassador to the middle, Will Durst, as he gives forth with his ode to 2012. Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few words about the winding down of another year. Oh, my living God, 2012 is finally over. Getting through the past 12 months was like navigating a black diamond ski run in roller skates with the wheels rusted shut while wearing a crib. It was the oil-soaked pelican of years, the year of living stupidly. Had the same connection to a constructive year of positive change that Truman Capote had to mule skinning. So maybe we best confine our remarks to reflecting on all the good stuff that emerged from 2012. (sighs) Okay, well, that was quick. Wait, 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 got one. Uh, At least the election is over. Then again, they're already running for 2016, so we got that to look forward to, which is real similar to looking forward to having five-year-old twins sit next to you in a cross-country drive with two new drums and an unlimited supply of sticks. For four years. You'd think they'd have the common human decency to wait till the guy was inaugurated, but no. What else is going on? Middle East, a mess? Check. Crazy people with guns? Check. Weather getting weird? Check. Congress unable to accomplish any sort of worthwhile task whatsoever, including differentiating between their gluteus maximus and yellow paint? Double check. Face it, these days, simply surviving is a big accomplishment. Continuing existence is the new victory dance. And then for a half a minute, you think about what kind of state the rest of the world is in, and everything else just kind of fades away, doesn't it? And although with great potential comes great responsibility, we also get a cheeseburger renaissance and pretty good coffee, which aren't half bad perks. So what do you say? Shall we give another year a shot? But just 365 this time around. Don't know about you, but that extra day this year kicked my butt. For Succotash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst. Thank you, Will Durst. I'm going to go catch Will Durst tonight, live, at his uh, big, fat, year-end kiss-off show. 
that's going to be uh, tonight at the Throckmorton Theater. It happens to be January 1st, so Happy New Year, everybody. That's our first episode of 2013. Also turned out to be a longish one, but it's our way of wishing you a very Happy New Year. If there's a favorite comedy podcast that you listen to but haven't heard us feature on this show, drop me a line at mark, M-A-R-C, at succotashshow.com and tell me about it. If you are a comedy podcaster and would like us to feature a clip from your show, you can send us a three to five minute MP3 clip. You can send that along to clips, C-L-I-P-S, at succotashshow.com. Also, please like us on Facebook or rate and review us on iTunes. You can give us a thumbs up on Stitcher Smart Radio. And please retweet our messages and blurbs at Succotash Show on Twitter. That's going to do it. Until next time, please pass the Succotash. You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants. And imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com or at Suckatash Show on iTunes and even at Suckatash Show on your smartphone Stitcher app. Follow Suckatash on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Friend Suckatash on Facebook. Email us at marc at SuckatashShow.com or just pick up that phone and give Suckatash a ring at 1-818-921-7212. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino at Studio P. Sausalito, home of the hit. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotash. Hey guys, Grayson Ferguson here with About.com. Today, we're going to make okra succotash. To begin, you need one chopped onion, one chopped green pepper, two tablespoons of butter, three chopped tomatoes, three cups of corn, and a half a pound of okra. Pour the butter into a large pan, then saute the onions over medium heat. Once the onions are soft, add in the green peppers and tomatoes. You can use any other vegetables in this recipe if you choose, ranging from peas to carrots and anything in between. After 5 minutes, add in the 3 cups of corn and the okra. 3 cups of corn is about 2 cans of corn. When using okra, you can opt for either frozen or fresh. When using frozen okra, make sure it is completely thawed out, otherwise it is going to be mushy after cooking. For using fresh okra pods, cut the tips off, then slice into quarter inch sections. Once the mixture begins to boil, set the heat on low, then scoop out the okra succotash into a bowl and serve. There you have it. To learn more, visit us on the web at about.com.